Monday, May Day. This is a call to all you educators out there. It's time to shift our schools. Coast 2008 Teachers Conference, and I'm lucky enough that I just grabbed Dr. K walking by. How are you today, sir? Hey, fine. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself? I mean, you, we all know that you're you're the big overseer and organizer of all this Iricos stuff, but go ahead and introduce yourself to those that maybe are new to Iricos, uh, new teachers or people listening around the world that don't know what Iricos are. Maybe give us just a rundown of, uh, of your thoughts on the conference this year. Well, first of all, Jeff, this is great for you to be here and be able to do a podcast uh, uh, many of the faculty and the administrators and, uh, that haven't been able to, to make it here to Kuala Lumpur. We're in the Shangri-La Hotel. It's a great venue. Uh, we are using about 17 breakout uh, rooms. Uh, each session for our general sessions in the morning, we've had between 1,000 and 1,300 uh, delegates. And I believe they've come from maybe, maybe 35 different countries. And we're over 1,300 uh, people. Uh, we've had uh, a great turnout. Uh, the response, the attitude, the uh, spirit of corps, uh, the entertainment at night, uh, the uh, faculties having battles of the bands for our closing reception. Tonight. I'm looking forward to that tonight. That's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, St. John's School in Guam travel with 33 of its students and uh, uh, additionally, some other teachers and parents to put on. Uh, it's a Broadway world, and they did that last night, a musical. It w- went for about two hours, and we probably had uh, between 200 and 250 uh, people, the, our delegates, take uh, uh, the opportunity to be able to see that. Uh, our three keynote uh, presenters have done an excellent job. Art Casa, my gosh, you know, it's yeah, like... You have some some of the biggest names keynote presenters come to these conferences. That's one thing I love about Ericos are, are the keynotes. But more than that, the reason why I wake up every morning is for the kids. You know, unbelievable, unbelievable. And I I think other conferences around the world can take notice of that. That you know, maybe just talk about how those kids get get well, picked and what they what they kind of talk on. Uh, what Jeff is uh, is speaking about is that each year now in the last few years. Aircoast is recognized, each school is recognized one of its uh, global citizens of each school. And they all are in the 11th grade, and uh, they are recognized for uh, their service back in the school, their, you know, how well they do in school, uh, leadership, uh, community service, all kinds of things like that. And they're recognized at the, usually in May or going towards the end of the year. From that group, we then try to select three students uh, to attend Aircoast to give a 10 to 15 minute keynote address on uh, being a global citizen. And the three students that we've had this year were just absolutely remarkable. They always are. I mean, last year they were amazing. And it literally was the reason why I got up, you know. I mean, the keynotes are fabulous, but those kids, I mean, you were hearing the voices from kids. And to invite them to a teacher's conference, to have them stand up in front of teachers from 40-some different countries or whatever it is, and to be able, I mean, it's just, it's so inspirational. It's very inspirational. As a matter of fact, the keynote 
presenters that we bring in, who are the experts, uh, are a bit intimidated because they just finished listening to what uh, was one of the most remarkable presentations that you've heard. And they've described some of the work that they've done, their community service projects that they've done. They've left people with a snapshot, uh, certainly me, uh, that I will remember each and every day when I think about these kids. I'll go back to one young, uh, one of our uh, uh, keynote presenters, uh, a young gentleman from uh, South, Saigon South uh, in Vietnam, international school, uh, said, uh, presented when he would go with his father, who was a, uh, a medical missionary. Uh, and uh, being, he was the, ga- the gatekeeper of people coming in out in the remote villages uh, for medical attention. And in fifth grade, uh, was part of a, you know, making the emergency decision uh, to bring this mother and child to the front of the line, to where they immediately operated, and to where the poor young uh, child did not make it what that did to his life and what he began to think about at that age in grade five is now leading him to where he's going to be uh, a medical doctor. He went out and worked with kids with uh, uh, Agent Orange, which is still going on. I know. Uh, and uh, the, the photos, uh, will one will always remember those. Yes, and so those early morning uh, presentations after an entire day before and people seeing each other. And Ericos, we want this place to be the, the uh, conference to where people reconnect. People who have worked together all over the world are reconnecting here. Well, and, and I think, you know, that's one thing that's, that's, I think, a little bit different about international conferences, that, that people, you know, that are just in the United States or just in, in their home country don't understand that there's this whole culture around international teaching that we all know each other. It's We're so interconnected. We all move three to five to seven years. You know, you're picking up your family, you know, and you reconnect with new friends and you leave old friends behind. And conferences like Iricos, and specifically Iricos, allow us to all come back and reconnect. And you, and you mentioned, you know, the parties afterwards are, are in like, you know, you're an alumni of the International School of Kuala Lumpur and you had your reunion around this conference because so many of you were coming back for the conference. Maybe talk about that experience. I mean, those are things that I don't think the average person really understands. As, a, as the director of Aircoast, and incidentally, Aircoast stands for East Asia Regional Council of Overseas Schools. Then we, in, a, in conjunction with this, I was also a former head of the International School in Kuala Lumpur. Well, they now have an alumni association, and they had a gathering, and there was probably 40 to 50 people, not only teachers that had taught there, but also students that had graduated from there yeah, who are great. now teachers. Yeah, so great. I'm standing there and all of a sudden here are coming, uh, walking up to me are young people who are in their mid-twenties, uh, early thirties and walk up and say, hey, Dr. K, do you know, remember who I am? And some of them, you know, grown 18 inches, uh, they <laughs> gained 59 million pounds, and, but they remember. And right. they, once they reintroduce, it, it, it builds this alumni, not only for that school, but also they become part of an alumni of, you know, caring educators uh, who are back working in schools where they had been educated. So uh, it's a wonderful feeling and wonderful experience, and it's fun. And so you're going 18 hours a day, and uh, and people like it. 
and people have this initiative to get up in the morning. And hopefully, I think we have a group of people who work hard, and they also have the opportunity to play hard. Definitely. But at seven, but eight o'clock in the morning, good heavens, here! <laughs> when you see that many people out there smiling, ready to be turned on, switched right. on, to young people who are thanking teachers for helping them uh, get focused in their life. It's the best reward that teachers can ever have, any of us educators. So they're the ones, they're our examples, they're the ones telling us that we did a good job and that they appreciate what we did to help them develop. So it's been wonderful. We've had, oh, I don't know, I think we've had, I think we have 35, 40 people that we brought in. Uh, we teacher workshops. We had, this year, we had 57 teacher workshops. That's great. Uh, we've had... Uh, uh, evening activities, uh, the Malaysian uh, tourism of all the conferences that I've hosted, and I've hosted many, many. <laughs> Malaysia tourism has been so gracious. Uh, a woman that works at that organization by the first name Mual has uh, is providing uh, buses for 300 delegates for city tours this afternoon. They've uh, all the gifts that we get for each of the delegates, uh, sarongs, batik sarongs, which are wonderful, all donated back through the uh, Malaysian uh, Ministry of Tourism. Uh, in addition to those kinds of things, uh, the international school here in Kuala Lumpur, Mount Kiari International School, they've all, we've, we've become a family. Yeah. And in order to pull off a, it's uh, like uh, having a, uh, your annual gathering of the clan. For sure. And it takes a lot of people to pull it off. Definitely. So, Jeff, we're really excited about not only what's gone on here in the last few days, we're excited what's happening in our part of the world. East Asia is on fire. Definitely. There is so much change going on. We wish that from wherever we come from, whatever country we were raised in, that we would be able to have people that were part of our communities there take have the ability to get on a plane and to fly to see what's going on because the competition that our kids have to be with, they need to see what's happening in these worlds. These are not Definitely. things that you read in your middle school uh, uh, social studies book. Absolutely. These places, uh, 10 years ago, zero. Today, they built New York Cities, or they built uh, Sydney, Australia, yep. or they built uh, San Palos, you know, in 10, 12 years. Yeah. All modern buildings with infrastructure, with monorails, and they're all working that were in, you know, rice paddies 20 years ago. Yep. Yeah, it's so, been incredible. It is incredible. Thank you. Thank you. For stopping by. Thank you. You can find out more about Iricos at www.iricos.org. Thanks, Dick, again for stopping by. Every... <laughs> Appreciate it. And just as he gets off off the seat, we have another guest that's sitting down here. David, how are you today, David? Hey, I'm okay. Hi to Dave uh, Carpenter out there in Taiwan. Yeah, uh, actually, Skype's not working, so he's he's isn't joining us live. But we'll uh, yeah. but we'll definitely be listening. Trust me. He he'll, he's already wrote me and said, "How's it going? What's you know?" I know it's just killing him that he didn't come down here, and that you know we were supposed to have wireless, and the wireless hasn't been working, and he was going to join us. Today, go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of tell us what your thoughts are so far on the conference. Yeah, okay. I'm Dave Novice, and I'm from a Hong Kong International School teaching grade five, and uh, I'm having a great time here at the conference, and it's given me a lot of good ideas, a lot of things I want to work with, 
Um, one of the ideas I have I'm, is uh, to roll out a podcast for uh, teachers. You and Dave have inspired me. Fantastic. And to really talk about well, how are teachers integrating the technology? And I actually like to turn it more into a vodcast than a podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. And uh, where teachers just simply take five or ten minutes and talk about, hey, this is the one piece of technology I use, and here's how I really turn it into uh, using it in the classroom for integration and especially for learning. And I, I, I like that. You know, one of the one of the issues I have with teachers when we're trying to get teachers to start thinking about you know how you use technology in a classroom is they don't know where to start and they feel like they have to do it all. So one thing I like about your approach is, you know, pick one thing, do one thing in your classroom, and let's talk about how do you use that one thing and use it well. From there, we can build on using other things. But, you know, let's get teachers to focus in on one thing, you know, and you're doing a podcast, and maybe you're blogging, and maybe you're using a wiki, and maybe you're collaborating with a classroom somewhere else in the world, you know, and let's let's talk about how you're doing that one thing and share that one thing with other teachers and give them ideas on how to expand their learning as well. That's a fantastic idea. Now, are you going to do that? Is that just internal for I for HKIS? No, no. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and move it out onto the web. Good, kind of like you guys have. Uh, uh, Justin Hardeman, who was on the show a few weeks ago, he's going to help me work it out. Good. And uh, but you could explain to me how you're going to how do you integrate? I know I know Audacity. Yeah. I know Skype. Yeah. How do you integrate all that and work it all together? All right, that's a great question. It's a question we actually get asked quite often. Of how do you make a podcast work like this, especially when we're talking about you know great distances uh, between China and you know here in KL or in Hong Kong or Taiwan. So let me kind of tell you what our setup usually is when we're recording an SOS podcast. It's different than what is sitting here today. Today, right now in KL, if you were here, we have a mixing board, a little four-port mixing board. This is the Yamaha one that I really enjoy. And if you're going to be doing podcast-type things where you want three or four speakers, people sitting around the table, I really recommend this one. I've done, I did a lot of research. It costs about a hundred dollars. You know, pretty US. cheap. Yeah, hundred dollars US. Little Yamaha, four speaker ports. You know, has all the cords. Uh, very easy. Get yourself a good pl- pair of headphones so you can hear what's going on. And you plug it into your microphone port in your cord, start up Audacity, and it works. Uh, the nice thing, you know, you have all the different levels. You can play with, you know, how when di- different people sit down at different microphones. That's what we're doing here today because we're not on the Internet per se. When we were originally doing or when we do the SOS podcast, the Shifting Our Schools podcast, from my apartment, the way it usually works is we have Skype running. Then what we do is we take Skype, and we need to make the, the, the conversation that's coming through Skype, it needs to be going through the sound card so that Audacity can pick it up. So within Audacity, we set one of the options is on my laptop is called Stereo Mix. And you should have in Audacity the option to, to have either line in, microphone, stereo mix. Sometimes it's called what you hear. And what that does is pick up every sound that comes off your sound card. So it's going to pick up any conversations that's going through Skype. It's going to pick up the little beeps. And like sometimes in the podcast, if you go back and listen to episodes, you'll hear a Skype window pop up. Because it's picking up every sound that that comes off your sound card. So with that, that, that picks up the sound coming in through Skype. And then what you need to do is you need to be able to pick up your voice coming through your microphone onto your sound card. And so what I use is a little program that you can download. It's a free program called Virtual Audio Cables. And you can just search for it in Google, Virtual Audio Cables, free download. Inside the little packet, and once you install it, inside there is a, is a thing called Audio Recorder. You start up Audio Recorder. You choose your microphone. You know, like mine's a, a Samsung microphone. I choose my microphone as the input. I choose my audio or my, my audio card, my built-in audio card as my output. 
and I click start. And what it does is take whatever comes through my microphone then and runs it through my audio card. And as soon as it goes through my audio card, Audacity picks it up. And that way I'm recording everything that's coming off of Skype and everything that comes through my, my microphone through my audio card. Now, what we do then is just start up Ustream. Tell Ustream then to pick up the sound coming off the audio card. So Ustream is taking everything off the audio card, and then running behind that is Audacity picking everything up off the audio card. So the one little piece that you need to make that work is that virtual audio cable. That's that's the main that's the main piece that allows everything to circle back around. So what you'll find is that on most of the laptops or desktops that you have. They already have the sound card that you'll need installed. You don't have to go out buy anything extra. Correct. Correct. Yep. You just that one little program, free program that allows your voice to be wrapped through it. The sound card will work. Uh, you'll just have to find the setting that either says stereo mix or hear you know what you hear or it's named something similar to that. There's also I'll put in the show notes. There's a great how-to video on Web, Web Academy that walks you through and it's a video it's a video screenshot a screencast that walks you through everything of how to get started and I have it actually sitting on my desktop because there are sometimes when I can't get things to work and I'm like oh I have to go back and watch the video and what step did I did I miss on but it's a fantastic video that walks you through downloading virtual audio cables installing it and I'll put that in the show notes so that everybody can have that if you're looking to set up something like this that's really great yep great well I'll look forward to being with you again in a few weeks I appreciate it you're always great you're always there on the live show I love seeing you in the chat when we don't have you on live so yeah well, and live shows are great, great. I, I love you. I love the I love the chat room thanks. as much as anything else and I hope that uh, the success of the show keeps growing and growing and growing yeah well let's hope let's hope yeah now we just need funding right yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the next week so thanks for stopping all by right. I appreciate it all right that's cool so we're just recording live here at the Ericos conference again. It's actually lunchtime. It's about 12.30. People are just coming out of session, so you can hear a little background noise. We've got a, a lot of people that are sitting around with laptops. They were supposed to be wireless at this conference, and actually International School of Puerto Lumpur came in and set up some wireless hubs. But our connection just hasn't been what we expected it to be. And uh, the, the interesting thing that I'm finding is that people are actually frustrated that there's not wireless at at the conference, and I think that's a good sign. You need to remember, we're not sitting at a technology conference where you would expect there to be wireless. Instead, you know, we're at a teacher's conference, and teachers are going to sessions on math, and they're going to sessions on science, and yet there are so many laptops here, and so many people sitting around, just like you would at a tech conference, you know, having to plug in to charge back up because they've been taking notes. And... It's been wonderful to see the amount of laptops here. It's been frustrating that we haven't been able to connect and people are trying to you know, Skype home to uh, family and friends and, and give people updates if they didn't come. And uh, it's been great for Iricos, I think, to see that and see that what we really want is we want that, that ability to be connected. And teachers really want the ability to be connected as well. So, all right. So David's just brought uh, Jennifer over from Hong Kong International. So would you like to sit down and tell us what you think? Come on, it's not it's not going to hurt you at all. Go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, my name is Jennifer, and I'm a first grade teacher at Hong Kong International School. Excellent. And you've been here at the Ericos Conference. What are your thoughts so far on the conference? Is there any session that that has inspired you or have you thinking about something you're going to take back to your classroom? Um, I've decided to go rather than broadly, but in depth. So I'm doing all four sessions of the sisters. Oh, excellent. So, and how, and you've enjoyed that? 
Yeah, and they're from where I'm where I'm from, Benway. So. Oh, excellent. There's that connection there. Oh, that's very good. Good. Uh, anything else in the conference that's sticking out to you? Any strands or keynotes or any talks that have inspired you to go back and try something new in your classroom? Um, I guess I'm going to try to do something with David when I go back. So maybe he'll send some of his uh, kids over to my little ones. And that's why he pushed you over here to the podcast that's site, right? right. <laughs> I did it this time, David. There you go. Excellent. You're getting one of the finest teachers I know of. Perfect. Thanks, He's great. That's great. So here you go. This is it, right? It's, just sit down and talk in front of the mic. Thanks for stopping by. I sure, appreciate it. You. I appreciate it. So, yeah, it's been fun. You know, it's been fun as, as teachers have stopped by and to say what they're thinking and what they're learning. And it's such a great time to see that conferences are understanding that it's no longer an option to have wireless at your conference, but that people are expecting to be able to connect. And I'm hoping that what that means is that our teachers are also going to understand that in our classrooms, that kids are going to expect to be connected, that we don't like to be disconnected if it means for a weekend you know, conference here in KL or if it means for a, a class period, that we want to be connected to people, we want to be connected to the information we want, we want to be able to do it here, now, anytime, anywhere. And so I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we see conferences move like this. And I know, you know, again, this is just a teachers conference and it's been so great to be able to see that. And I'm hoping that other teacher conferences are seeing that around the world. The other thing I think that, that is interesting and something that I'm gonna to mean to encourage everybody to do is try and get some tech sessions at these teacher conferences. It's very easy for us in the tech world, I think, to just go to our technology conferences to you know, we always talk about recircling and staying. And how do we get outside of that tech bubble? Well, if we continue to just go to tech conferences and present at tech conferences, we're not going to get outside that bubble because the people that come to tech conferences are people that already get it or are taking the risk to come to a conference in the first place. But by coming to a conference like this, that is a teacher-focused conference, and teachers have to choose between going to a math session or going to a technology session, we are going to be bringing more people on board. And I have been totally amazed that I've done four sessions here over the last three days. And today was my last session, and it was standing room only at the end. That teachers are craving information right now on how to use technology in their classrooms. And it's been fantastic. But what we need to do as educational technology people is come to these conferences and give presentations. We cannot continue just to go to NECC or to Q or to some of the you know technology-focused conferences. Yes, we need to go there, and that's our own professional development to learn from each other in the community. But we must expand into these types of conferences. You know, go to IB conferences, go to an AP conference, and do a session on technology. Come to a general teachers conference, much like this one, and do sessions on technology. So that's what's been great for me. You know, I did six sessions at the admin conference here that was just general for admin and had them packed trying to figure out what they're going to do in their schools. I come back and give four sessions here at the Iricos conference and have all of my sessions packed as teachers are trying to figure out how this changes. You know, and we need to continue to do that. And there's been other people. You know, Kim Cafino had a fantastic presentation yesterday. Uh, Dennis Harder had a great one from ISB as well. Paul White's done a couple of really amazing uh, sessions on some of the stuff he's doing over at the New International School of Bang uh, uh, in Bangkok called NIST and uh, New International School of Thailand, sorry, NIST. And uh, it's just been fantastic to see some of these some of these uh, presentations around technology at the teacher conference. We had a great job-alike session where all the technology people came together in a job-alike session and we talked about, uh, would you like to sit down and just talk about the conference? 
Have a seat there, podcast. Rob. How's it going? Yeah, we're going to do a podcast. This is uh, just a podcast. Oh, from Phnom Penh. Yes. You're about the third person I've seen from Phnom Penh stop by. That's fantastic. That right? That's excellent. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, just maybe talk to us about what conferences, what presentations have you gone to? Has there been one that, that has you excited as you go as you head back to your school and so on? Well, thanks. Um, my name is Rob Mokrish. I'm the director of the International School of Phnom Penh in, uh, in Cambodia. Um, and uh, this is a first teacher's conference I've come to in quite some time. Um, but as a, as a new Air Coast board member, I thought it would be a good idea for me to see how this particular conference ran. And uh, it's just spectacular. Um, the, the quality of presenters is just um, quite amazing. Amazing. Um, I mean, really, if you think about what's going on in education worldwide right now and the cutting-edge research that's going on and the books that are being written, you probably have five of the top scholars and writers here at this conference. Um, people like uh, Art Costa, Habits of Mind, uh, Jay McTighe, and Understanding by Design, Schooling by Design, uh, Dennis Sparks, Leading for Results. Uh, these people are really just... Um, you know, outstanding educators and uh, inspirers, really, yeah. um, from my perspective. And what I love is that they do the keynote that everybody gets to hear, but then they're all doing three or four different breakout sessions where you can go and spend an hour and a half with Jay McTie and get in-depth into what he's doing and the research. I mean, you're right. I mean, we've got some of the biggest and best people in education end up no, in this It's quite, it's quite, quite amazing. Yeah, it is but I have to just uh, put in a plug for my personal guru, Dennis Sparks, who um, I met two years ago, and um, he's uh, he's complimentary to my personality, shall we say? So he speaks <laughs> he speaks to me in a way that uh, helps Good. me become a learner, which I think is what these conferences That's are exactly all about. Exactly what these conferences are about. Great. All right. How? What about Phnom Penh? What do you want to? Anything about Phnom Penh you want to say to the international community out there? How's the school going? How, what's it like working in Cambodia? I just visited. I visited Siem Reap uh, over Chinese New Year because I'm oh, from okay. Shanghai American yeah. School, oh, yeah. and loved the country and plan on going back. It is just a fabulous. Place. Very little not to love. The the country is at a, a, a very exciting and dynamic stage in its development right now. As you know, it's come out of a, a very difficult period and. Um, People on the street are feeling very entrepreneurial. They're putting their money into education for their family and for their for their young children. Um, there's a sense of a, a burgeoning middle class. There's a sense of um, tomorrow's going to be better than today. And um, that's a very positive environment to be around. Um, our school, I think, is reflecting that growth. Um, four years ago, we were 280 students, and now we're 520 students. Wow, that's so, great. Uh, tremendous growth. We've just um, purchased... Um, land and to build a purpose-built school. So, Excellent. Um, Things are looking up. We believe that, that Phnom Penh in Cambodia, especially, is a, is, a, is an opportunity right now, and it's a it's a it's a quiet gem of a city to, to, to live in and to work in. Excellent. Excellent. That's great. And I think you're right. I mean, when we visited there, we felt that same thing, that Cambodia, it's that country that's on the verge. You know, they've just come out of this depressing time, and they really do have a great outlook on life, and they are, you just feel that in the country that they are trying to become the Cambodia they want to be. And that's really interesting that you sense that, that yeah. same thing. And of course, you know, in four years, I've been five times to Angkor Wat and to, yeah. to Siem Reap. It's uh, just um, it's a wonder of the world. It and if you're in this part of the world, you should see it. Definitely. Definitely stop by. Thank you for stopping by. Pleasure. I appreciate it. Pleasure. I appreciate it. So that's one great thing, you know, about setting up here at a teacher's conference. I'm set up here at a table in the lobby and just allow people to walk by. And actually, if you look at my sign, you're going to have to sit down because I'm going to call your name on it. So it's been great, though, because we're, you know, introducing people to podcasting. We're getting the feel of the conference from different people. You know, the head of the school stops by. Uh, you know, Dr. K stopped by. Uh, Dick, the head of the Ericos. 
and uh, it's been a fantastic, fantastic conference all around. I've had uh, four great sessions. My last session was on students as creators and contributors, and uh, we had a we had a great session about. Uh, just looking at how, how the internet is, is changing. One, one interesting aspect about uh, Phnom Penh in Cambodia is I've, I've had the opportunity to sit and talk with a couple of the IT people and educational technology people at Phnom Penh and some of the frustrations that they're feeling. And it's a lot of the frustrations a lot of us are feeling in Asia right now is as Asia is an emerging market, that there are countries, every country is kind of dealing with things. You know, in, in China, I talk a lot about uh, the filter and how we're trying to deal with this censorship of information. In Phnom Penh, they're dealing with just an internet connection. You know, this country is so new and coming out of out of a deep, dark uh, time in their in their history, and trying to get connected to the rest of the world and have that connection be. I was talking to um, the IT person for their middle school who was saying, you know, just as something as YouTube, you just and it's it's not blocked. They just don't have the bandwidth to even do anything and so what she has to do is she goes home and she's downloading videos at home uh, using zamzar.com and bringing them back to school you know we talked about setting up an rss reader and she's worried that her rss reader just won't load while she's in cambodia and so it's interesting that we all have these these different you know it's not it's not the united states it's not a developed country where we have these fast internets yet and it'll be interesting over the next couple years as asia you know becomes its own and is growing so fast how it deals with some of these issues and I even wonder about countries like Cambodia who are still dealing with bandwidth issues you know is that going to hinder them in their development here in the 21st century because that access to information is so critical today and so much of it is online so I'm going to shut this off just for a second until I get somebody else to come by and then we'll turn it back on and uh, you won't have to hear me blabber on for a while I'm Mike Romard with the Shanghai American School, and I'm very excited to be here. I think foremost, it was just great seeing some old friends who've moved on to other schools. And uh, for me, it's like a great big reunion seeing these people. You never know who you will see here. That's always one thing I think I find about all international conferences is that as much as we come for the sessions and the information, that we all travel so much and we've been at different schools, that it's that connection with people that also brings us back. And we are all known to skip out of a session or two to go out and hang out with friends and right. reconnect that way. And we also have with us today Cynthia. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Cynthia Nordmeyer. I'm high school counselor at Shanghai American School. Good. And, uh, yeah, this has been great. Um, This is my first year back after being a stay-at-home mom for the last four years. So this has been a a great sort of jumping board for me to transition back into my professional life. Um, And it's been helpful. You know, I went to the college board session, and so just to get that update on things that are happening. Obviously, there have been many changes since the last time I was a counselor. Yeah, that's great. How about you, Mike? Any themes or sessions that kind of stick out in your brain that you've watched so far? Well, I, I haven't attended too many. My wife and I have been sort of juggling uh, looking after our children, but uh, some I have enjoyed. Uh, Kimberly Cofino, excellent. Uh, she's where I want to be as an uh, integrationist. She was doing a workshop on the global child, and uh, just as she exudes a lot of positive energy, and I look forward to interacting with her uh, 
for the rest of this year and next year. Good. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that's the other thing is we, we, we connect with colleagues that then we have email addresses or Skypes or whatever we can, and, and we connect with people that. How about you, Cynthia? What, what has kind of come out for you, uh, you know, being your first time back in the counseling role and yeah. being with the college board? Uh, but what else kind of, is there a theme or something that you find running throughout the conference? Well, I, I went to a very good workshop this morning by Jason Atkins on Third Culture Kids, and mm-hmm. what I found really interesting is that it, it spoke to me not only as a professional, as a counselor working with their culture kids, but also as a parent raising their culture kids myself. Excellent. So I thought that was really interesting. Great. Good. I also attended that workshop, and the, the point that drove home for me was Jason's point that you tell your children very early when you're going to introduce a new change for them. Mm-hmm. So if you are leaving your current school, tell them very early so they can slowly withdraw and adjust. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's good. Excellent. Well, thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of the conference. Great. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, we're back here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm uh, Miles Beasley. I'm uh, teach at the Canadian International School in Singapore. Um, I teach grade 7 maths. I teach grade 5 PE. And I'm an MIP coordinator for our campus. Um, yeah, just the point I had before, just alluding to, was... Um, you've got educationalists who understand technology and you might have people that are facilitating the network who don't really understand education and sort of putting up barriers to having Skype in school or having these particular programs because yeah, they see it as a problem. A risk. A risk. Most of the time they see it as a risk to learning. Yeah. And yeah, you know, that's something that I think a lot of schools are struggling with is we we have IT directors or IT managers who aren't educational, right? They know servers, they know how to run a wireless system, and they know that. But but there's an educational thing, and I think one of the things I've seen is that if you bring somebody in from the business world, businesses are set up a lot different than education. You know, we collaborate a lot, we're online together a lot, um, and how that works. And I think what what has worked at, at schools that I've seen is to have that conversation has to be continuous between what it is we need in the school and what we can allow in the school. And I, I don't fault them. You know, an IT manager's job is very much about security. You know, we want, our, we want our system to be secure. We don't want kids to be able to do this, that, or the other thing. And I think it's, it's educating them in what we need to allow kids to be able to do. Um, you know, I'm a big proponent of every school having a YouTube site. That's tough. You know, are kids going to bring their own computers and watch YouTube when they're not supposed to? Maybe. Um, you know, our kids already, I mean, at our school, for example, we have kids aren't allowed to check Facebook during school time. We don't block it. We ask them not to do it. Are they still doing it? Yes, because we've taken the approach that we, 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 want, an open, we want an open web. And I think you, you bring up a good point, you know, is how... Where does the learning need to take place? I mean, is it administrators that are making that call? Who? Where's the IT? Where's the IT person getting the pressure to have such a strict, such a strict, secure system? So, so what's your job? You're a, a middle years program coordinator. Okay. For our middle school, uh, and yeah, I teach some maths and some PE, and oh, good. I feel that I should be incorporating more technology, but it's just making the time and, and baby steps and sometimes yeah. you think oh you've got to start somewhere yeah and yeah it's, it's, yeah I'm excited about it I just yeah and I'm looking forward to the RSS 
the RSS session after yeah, this. Yeah, we'll making the web work for you as yeah. opposed to just plowing through a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, and I think you know one of the one of the focuses we've had uh, that we started to focus on is that we need to be educating. You know, we have to allow teachers to have this professional development yeah. that is pulled in and, and allow you to to learn for yourself on the web. We talk about having kids being lifelong learners and learning all the time on the internet. And we need to be starting to do that for teachers. And I think you'll find that with the RSS feed. You know, I talked in my first session about that the web is chaotic. And how do you try to find the streams of information that are relevant to you in a timely manner and make it work for you? And I think hopefully you'll find that in the RSS session as well. Well, thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of the conference. Thanks a lot. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Shifting Our Schools podcast here, live from the Iricos Conference in Guadalajara. You can find out more information about Iricos at www.iricos.org. And the Shifting Our Schools podcast is going to be back on April 10th with our guest Brent Loken from Shenchu International School in Taiwan. And our essential question will be how to shift. So until next time, keep shifting those schools.